Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Are we ever wrong, Melissa? Absolutely, positively not. No, we have great instinct. We're really good at. <laughs> we're really good at uh, 
the, a vibe check. As you can tell, we were having a conversation off mic right before this. About that exact instance of mm-hmm. us being like, something ain't right. <laughs> something is not right. And then we did say that that I think was a catalyst for us to be a lot more vocal with these things, to be like mm-hmm. collective group think. If anyone else is also having these, I've got bad vibes. Like, let's just all put this in a circle together. Yep. Jesse's also very good at that. Jesse's all like, we are on the same wavelength if she's like, I don't get good vibes. And I'm like, another person who I trust, their vibe, their vibe radar, perfect. Yeah. If someone says, I never get bad vibes from anybody, I'm like, Mm-mm. crash course, let me help you out, babe. Let's, like, let's, this is- let's, let's do some research. <laughs> yeah, let's do some market research because you are a target right now. And that is not good. No. <laughs> You're out to some really shitty friends. I um just kind of going off of that, I was directing an audiobook this week and one of the people, it wasn't the engineer, but one of the people that worked there just kind of got on the mic and was like asking me where I lived. And I just gave a roundabout answer. And he was like, why haven't you come into studio? First of all, this is the first person I've never worked with this student not that I believe. I don't know. I've worked with a lot of studios. I've never, I don't think I've worked with this one. And he's like, why don't you come in? Like you're close. Like, why can't you come in? And I said, cause I don't want to. And then like, but I couldn't say it in that way because yeah. I have to ha- com- have a, a professional relationship. But the author that was, I was working with, she picked up on it and she goes, or she could just work at home in her sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And that is what we need. More girls standing up for girls. I, there is like, there's no other sense, like there's no better sense of camaraderie that you have when a man says something stupid and you can look to another woman in the room and you either mm-hmm. it's that eye contact that people are talking about like mm-hmm. what's the difference between these two looks and i remember i showed mods and he was like oh i i can i can i can see that difference i was like great good so then you know if you see that look being exchanged between two girls you figure out who that look is about and then yep. you also work on that situation like yep. it's a, it, it's it's a it's a wonderful unspoken collective but the worst the worst is when you have a moment like that and then you like are turned to another girl and they just leave you fucking hanging and you're like i'm on an Mm -hmm. island of one there was one time oh my god where was i oh i remember i was at a part a college party and i was like miserable like it was i wrote about like this it was like the worst day i ever had i wrote about it in my book about like this guy and it was like ended up in like a not so good situation everything ended up fine but like it was just it was just an absolute shit show of the, this guy who brought me who was hella fucking weird to this party. And he's the one who was like, have you ever told you about how my brother got brutally murdered? And I was like, we're in the middle of the desert in your car. And I don't know you that well. And like, I'm a little sketched out. And then his friend was there and trying to steal me from him. But I, so I'm like there being like, these vibes are so bad. And I don't know anyone here. And I remember I saw someone who was in my acting class. And I was like, oh, my God, perfect. And I'm being like, oh, my God. Hey, and we're surrounded by like all of these dudes with elf ears on and like they're like jousting and they're pl- and like I see her and I was like oh good thank god like you and me and I was like do you want to go to the bathroom and she was like oh you can go it's like right over there and I was like oh no I meant do you like want to go with me she was like why would I go with you to the bathroom and I was like I I have been abandoned like what do you mean you don't want to go to a bathroom with me at a party like I thought that was going to be our moment where we became incredibly good friends from the drunk girls in a bathroom and like you're depriving I have to go to the bathroom drunk by myself like that is an unheard of it was miserable. And I was like, and hopefully she's not like that anymore. Granted, I was yeah. incredibly annoying, but like I'd go to the bathroom. If any girl asked me, like, would you go to the bathroom with me? Without a doubt. Yes. Yes. Maybe not like Casey Anthony, but like everyone else. <laughs> True crime on the brain. 
Well, what is the show? Or who are we? I'm I'm Melissa D. Moss, and who are you? My name is Megan, and we're <laughs> never wrong. Only give your, your uh, my name's Megan Ranks. Ranks. Megan Ranks. Like multiple ice skating rinks. I have to say, I've started saying that to people because they would be like ranks. And I was like, that's not how you say it. No, it's so crazy to me because never in my, and maybe it's like small town syndrome, but like never in my life until I got into like my 20s in LA, it was like I turned 22 and people were like, how do you say your last name? And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, I've never had to give people like, oh, say it like this. Like, it was so just natural. Like college, never had to cry. Like none of that. Even like, I swear there are people who like, totally knew how to say my name and then we're like I actually don't know how to say it now and I'm like what are you ta-? like it just felt like one day I had to start saying it like oh it's like this like I'm not used to that it's yeah. so weird that's weird yeah I usually have to tell people multiple times and like it's literally exactly how it's spelled like <laughs> sound it out and I'm always like I before E do you not remember I before E except after C so like it's just the I it's just think of they're just think of the just the I being there yeah, so Megan Ranks is my name. And because we have wonderful intuition and we're never wrong, we decided to share that wealth and knowledge with the world with this podcast where we talk about other people being wrong. And sometimes maybe we're wrong. Most of the time we're not. Um, but we've got three different segments and we will explain each of them before we get into them. But what you need to know is that this is an active participation podcast. I mean, you don't have to, but we do prefer if you do participate. So for each of the segments, we will say who we think is wrong in the situation. And then we post votes over on our Instagram story and you vote who you think was wrong. And we will read your responses. You can send messages about why you voted the way you did, what your thought process was. We have a write-in segment. Maybe you're a person who is in that. You can give us more info or you can talk about it. You have personal experience with it or your thoughts and feelings. And then we share all of that on our episode tomorrow. Not for this episode, but our Fisting Friday episode, which is our Friday episode. We read the results and all of the messages and people's thoughts and feelings about all the different things. It's a great time. And hopefully by next week we'll be all caught up. Yeah, because I panicked before we started recording today. I was like, oh my God, Melissa, I'm so sorry. I forgot to post the votes. And she was like, no, you didn't. And then I was sent a screenshot and I was like, I'm pretty sure I forgot. I was insistent <laughs> on being like, I fucked up. And you're like, you didn't, I swear. And you're like, no, no, that's next week. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, there wasn't a new episode that came out this week. So what came out... <laughs> yeah four maybe three or four weeks ago the fisting friday was for today and then what came out two to three weeks ago the fisting friday next week but then we should be caught up yeah don't worry everybody when i make my vision board i will put not getting covid and not getting sick on there so we start mine february is the beginning of first of all february is the beginning of everything it's your birthday it is also Mm -hmm. the movie that's about to change hearts minds and lives across america and the world so february is my new year because this month has been a wash. <laughs> of course. Shall we get into our first segment? I think we shall. Our first segment is called, But Am I Wrong? And that is when we pick something from our own lives or from the news that we want to either rant about or it might have been something that we were wrong about and we want to present it in front of everyone. I will say that mine is uh, a little stale because we didn't end up recording last week so it was my wall that had been (laughs) had been hot that week and it's no i mean it's still very relevant but it's not as hot in the news anymore mainly because she keeps losing and i don't know if that's a good or bad i'm on the edge of my seat america is a racist country i brought to america forever and i got so worried oh god no in America Ferrer, we trust. 
No, I know. But when you said she keeps losing and then you said America and I went, did she lose it? I was like, she just got nominated for an Oscar. Like America's on a high. They read to tell me she like got, I don't know, disqualified from the Oscars or something. My wow, that, heart is beating so fast yeah, right now. So is mine. That's what I thought. So I got so worried. Yes, we put our hand over our heart and pledge our allegiance to, to America, America Ferreira. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oof. I know I need to differentiate because America to me is America Ferreira. And I need to differentiate it. Like, how about I just say United States? USA. Is that better? <laughs> That's fine. You can okay. say America now that I know the context. Okay. Um, God, I just watched her video where she like. I know. Was recreating for her husband. It was also in the movie. But also, I was like, hmm, one person away because uh, she was, when you scroll through, there was somebody that I know. Okay. Now, back to, back to our regularly scheduled program. USA slash America is a racist country. You know, Beyonce said, America, America has a problem. Anyway, never mind the fact that, you know, indigenous people were slaughtered and taken out of their homes. Some were forced to assimilate. You know, it was also built on the backs of Black people um, who were stolen from their homeland, our homeland, I should say. You know, and then uh, there's also the fact, like, Irish people had to fight for their whiteness. So did Italians. <laughs> because, like, racism. Yeah, still fighting. I know that's both. I know you just found out that you are also Ooh. Italian. Say it quietly uh, in case my dead grandparents here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's segregation, Jim Crow. Asian hate is on a high. Asian Japanese people were forced into concentration camps. Just Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, the prison system as a whole. This country is racist. Like this is just a racist country, period. And then and I understand, you know, sometimes people of color assimilate for their own protection. So I'm not going to discuss Nimrata changing her name to Nikki. But what I will discuss is her blatantly lying about racist uh, about a racist slash America about America not being a racist country. So her father, who was can we have a first and last name so people know Nikki Haley? Sorry, 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 sorry. Nikki Haley is who I'm referring to. Her father, a brown East Asian man, he was he himself taught in HBCU because he was welcomed there. Because he couldn't find jobs at a predominantly white institution. And in her own words, and I'm, I'm just quoting things or paraphrasing things that Nikki Haley has said in the past. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black because they didn't know where to put me. That's one. Here's another. I was a brown girl in a black and white world. We faced discrimination and hardship. Here's another. On September 2nd of this year, she said, Dad and I were at a local produce market. As he was putting his produce in his basket, I noticed something start to happen. The couple working at the market was getting nervous. They started whispering and they got on the phone. A few minutes later, two uniformed police officers showed up. In her book, Nikki Haley, Governor of South Carolina, she said, At Thanksgiving, someone had the bright idea to give me the role of Pocahontas in the school play. Did they realize I wasn't that kind of Indian? So her going around saying that America isn't racist when she's openly talked about experiencing racism 
And now that she's like, I guess she keeps coming in second place or third place during the Republican primaries and keeps like really trying to get in with the party, talking about how America isn't racist. And it's just like, girl, come on now. You talked about the discrimination you face. Can you please just shut up? Like, shut up. Can I ask if you knew that she was not, yes. that she prior She's to... very open ab- about talking about it all the so time. So I was going to say, in like, I did not know until probably the last like year or two or something. Because every time I've heard her speak, she others herself from anything other than being like, you know, again, like we're not all of this anti-racism, like all of this stuff, like really distancing herself from being someone who would have been victim of it in the sense that like I wouldn't have been shocked if she said really what we need to focus on is people being racist against white people. Like it was so distance, so not attached in that sense that like I didn't even know until like probably this year. I knew when she ran the last time I I looked at like, like I knew when I, I was yeah. like, that's not a white woman. Yeah, no. It's and, just, then, and she used to talk very openly about being in. That was my question. Because I, I only knew of her in like name and headline probably until like the last like three years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then probably couldn't have picked her up out of a lineup until like in the last like two years or something. But that like, yeah, like she's completely shifted to align herself and other herself, like aligning herself with whiteness yeah. And in the people don't like whiteness anymore. And like mm-hmm. on that, like so far in that can't like not not even just assimilation. It's that like, oh, you're aligning yourself with the white people who I, I do not. I do not say that that is not how I feel. Like this is not like a, a unilateral feeling of that. So I'm like, it's of white nationalists. I'm like, that's and I wondered if it was a shift because I. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Very much so. Yeah, I I know a lot of people only recently found out because a tweet went viral saying Nikki Haley saying that people are not racist when she if she wanted to prove that she could do a lot of things. And a lot of people who still who think she's white can like her for her politics, like everything Mm -hmm. she does. They find out that she's not white. They're not going to vote for her. Yep. I'm like, that's the definition of racism, Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. And if you like if you like I know that she sees it. I know that she sees it and she knows she knows what racism is. And she's like, no, I got to I got to just completely distance myself. I feel like even like in the last election, she like she always talked about it when they were doing the like as an immigrant, like she would say things like as the daughter of immigrant as and like she she always said it. And then it just just like a shift recently. Yeah. So she's coming hard for Donald Trump, which I think is high key hilarious. Yes, because I'm it's the Spider-Man meme. I'm like, you're mad at him for what? That Mm -hmm. you don't. okay, all the same. You're doing the same. And it feels like she's aligning herself more with that aspect of him. And I was like, so why are people going to vote for you? Like, what's the difference here? Right. Right. Make yourself different. But I think she might also be gunning for VP. VP. She hasn't dropped out yet. And it's really just the two of them at this point. Yeah. DeSantis dropped out. (laughs) <laughs> whoever we who everybody thought like he was going to be the yeah. one but it's like so i i'm a little sh- i you're right she probably is gunning for vp did you see the desantis tweets where people are like you know i think desantis should carry it to term i did not see that but i loved wow. it wow 
But yeah, so I think she's aligning so much with whiteness so then she can be his VP. Yeah, it might even, she might even be as a, as not even just auditioning for the public, but auditioning for him. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Because yeah. that's all you have to audition for because yeah. the president's the one that... Well, he doesn't care about being well-liked, like no. picking a well-liked VP or like politically no. strategic VP. No. Also, if she maybe she just doesn't bring up being a child of immigrants anymore and he has forgotten and he probably never even learned it to begin with. And so anything she says in this year, that's what he's going to remember. Fuck her. Fuck her so much. I just had to go on a rant about that. That still feels topical to me. Plus, it's still very topical. It was just fresh last week because that was when she was asked specifically and she denied it. I thought about when we were when I was like, I just don't have the capability to, to like film that day. I was like, damn, we got to talk about this. Like, it was the same time. I was like, got to talk about this, though. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong at all. Nikki Haley is wrong. Yeah. My hot take is a bit more frivolous. So the overarching statement I'm going to make is a very serious statement, but we're going to be talking about a very deeply unserious thing that this falls under under that I want to talk about. So my hot take is a lukewarm take is not everything is for you. And obviously we know that that so many different things, cultural appropriation, spaces that are inclusive of certain whether gender affirming spaces and all of these kinds of things, you know, it doesn't have to be for you. You can leave it. But I want to talk about a very specific minor sect that really fucking pisses me off. Is it harming anyone? Probably not. You could probably make an argument that there's cultural appropriation going on here. But really what I want to talk about is... um. There's an influencer who I've talked about before. Her name's Danielle Bernstein. And Danielle Bernstein has a lot of horrible, like, gregarious things that she has done. She steals from black artists. She steals from small businesses. Um, she scams people. She lies. She posts bikini pictures being like, buy my credit card and then, like, donate money to, like, Ukraine. And it's, like, so tone deaf, absolutely horrible. Has said some horrible things on her. She had a once podcast and a book. She, like, lies about all of these things. Big scammer. And not in, like, a fun kind chronic Photoshop, really toxic body image things and perpetuating all of these things and saying that she's this and she's not actually this and all of this horrible stuff. But she has the worst taste in interior design than anyone has ever had in the entire world. And we have to fucking talk about it because this woman, and I'm not going to call her a bitch because we're not close like that. And bitch to me is reserved for people (laughs) who I love. She is a renter in New York City. She's like been a hyperfixation of mine, like not currently, but like a while ago. And then I just started like paying attention to people who have discourse about her because she's been on like Diet Prada a bunch of times for like legitimately stealing. She like has this whole she started selling these like over the top, really gaudy cross necklaces that she would be like, oh, my God, inspired by my vintage finds where she like literally say like, I found this thing and like I'm making my sweatshop recreate this. And she's wearing these like giant crosses. And everybody's like, um, this feels like a little weird because like this is not your religion. And they're making this and like, I'm not someone who's like, oh, that's like a sacred kind of that's like a sacred thing or whatever. But everyone's like, you have a diff- you're Jewish. Like, it'd be so cool if we got like some really cool like stars of date. And it's just like this feels like really odd. Like, it feels like this is why. Why is this one a cool aesthetic? And the other one is like, maybe not so much. Like, it's just it's it's very odd. And they're ugly. (laughs) So she has been a renter in New York City. She was getting like, she like had her old apartment. Her old apartment, huge. 
I want to say like it was probably she's probably paying over like $15,000 a month, probably even more than that. But big, big, big. You've got gorgeous floor to ceiling windows. You've got like the exposed brick. You've got a big kitchen with a fucking kitchen island in New York. And she's not I don't know, she, I'm sure she's in Manhattan. Like if this is like an expensive, nice building. And so she said that her building was going co-op. And so she had to move out. That allegedly was like not true. It was like uh, they, they're still an apartment, but she was just needed to downsize and get a place smaller. So she did a, I think it was an architectural digest, but like web exclusive for that one. And it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I was like, okay, you, thankfully this will be a phase for anyone because I hope this doesn't become an interior design trend. And I'm not talking about what the aesthetic is until we get to the second one. She just moved to a new apartment. Same thing, exposed Wait, brick. So the one that's from two, 2021 is old 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 and hideous okay. and then i don't mind it oh no you have to see that before and after there, so the second one she gives you more you, you have to there's a video that you'll have to watch so i want so but so she like has this whole aesthetic and everyone's like you dumped so much fucking money into this like this is crazy like you're just gonna leave and she kept saying like it's because her building was going co-op and so then she starts posting on her instagram story trying being trying to sell some of the furniture that she has and she's like raving about the custom furniture that she most likely has done all these brand deals with partners that she got for free that she's then trying to sell for like $10,000, which is a couch she sat on for like three years. And it's like, oh, we can't transport it. You'd have to hire a crane to get it out of the window and then you can buy it. And it's like, great deal. And everyone's like, what the fuck? She's doing all of this. And she's like, you know, so sad. We have to like remove these things in my apartment. Like it was just so nice and moves to her new apartment, does all of the same things and has all of this custom furniture and everything. And she talks about, in her, her Vogue Australia, because American Vogue was too good for this, she does an article that just came out for her second one inside the Soho home of influencer Danielle Burns. Oh, no, that's the, sec- that's the second one. That's Architectural Digest. The Vogue one is inside the serene Tribeca loft of fashion influencer Danielle Burns- Bernstein. She also was trying to get like deals for like rent and like off market listings, like asking people like when she was trying to find it. But we need to talk about her aesthetic, which is called Wabi Sabi. And if anybody is unfamiliar, this is the definition from Cambridge, I'm pretty sure. Wabi Sabi is the Japanese art of impermanence taken from the Japanese words Wabi, which translates to less is more, and Sabi, which means attentive melancholy. Wabi Sabi refers to an awareness of the transient nature of earthy things and a corresponding pleasure in the things that bear the mark of impermanence. So I don't know if it's ironic that the impermanence is that she's like completely plastering the walls of all of this and like coming up with this. <laughs> she's built, making her home a set to then remove all of it afterwards because they don't want it because it is not done well and so shoddy. And I have zero issue with people who want to do things to rentals because A, buying a home is not attainable for most people. And anyone who's like, oh my God, save all that money and then put a down payment on a home. That's like saving money from avocado toast to buy a home. Like those things are not the same. There are so many gorgeous, gorgeous like renovations that people have done, whether they're like, you know, semi-permanent or even like less permanent than that, like just temporary things that renters do that look so good. And even ones that are a little more labor intensive that like landlords sign off on. But when you make something that you do a quote unquote improvement to your home that the landlord is like, it needs to be temporary because no, maybe that is your sign to not do this. The look of this is absolutely crazy um she has gotten all of this custom furniture they didn't even fully 
paint the brick. They just painted it to the point where it cuts off in certain, certain parts. They had not finished it yet. And she makes it like a showroom. She added fake. I'm 99% sure. And I could be wrong. I'm 99% sure she added these wood beams to the bottom. On, on the, yeah. Not the top. Giant wood beams. Everything's lime washed. And then she spends the entire article talking about this is so Corvino, the her design, who the designer who did this and Bernstein's relationship was so simpatico it eschewed the need for any brief formal or otherwise we've always had an extremely casual relationship that was mutually beneficial said Bernstein when I found out I was moving I called her and I said ready for the next project so this to me is truly the less is more hmm when you don't pay for things and you get things funded by brands who are sending you all of the stuff and then you sell it sell it at a cost and you make this home which sometimes if you want to live in Soho <laughs> in a penthouse with exposed brick, I would say move in to an apartment in Soho, a penthouse maybe with exposed brick. If you want to live in a farm, like far, farm rustic little area, do that. When you are, your neighbors are going to have like LED lights and all of these things. That you're doing all of this here to achieve this like aesthetic look for her Instagram. And there's no way any of this is, functional and then she's just selling it all immediately after and truthfully i think the coloring of these photos is doing an immense amount of favors like her bathroom is like modern with all of this marble and then she like lime washed it would throw me off everything else i'm fine with hot In a take. Home. i hate it it's hot i hate take. it so much the closet is horrendous but that's because that's what the whole rest of the apartment looks like she's just doing this for photos the bathroom does not match at all they shouldn't have included it in the photos but everything else looks fine to me do you would you want to live in this in new york city and soho if you want to live like a bali lifestyle why don't you live there? like what is this but you bring it in, sometimes you give an aesthetic that you like isn't necessarily in the area you want to live in so you bring it in I just don't believe my whole thing is like, I just don't believe her. Like, I am not for yucking people's yums unless I don't like those people. And like, I think those people are bad people. But like, how does any of this whole like less is more? Oh, like, Wabi Sabi. I'm just like, love this. I'm like, you love concrete because you also love not paying the people that you work for. And you also love immense amounts of consumerism. <laughs> how is that less is more? I don't. What I don't like is the kitchen. I don't like how the cabinets are so low. Like, yes. take those cabinets up to the ceiling. But everything else. But she can't. She's a renter. I know. But every, but you can add things in. Like, you can add a separate whatever. She's going to do yeah. all that. She might as well finish it. Yeah. I'm not from just a, 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 a looking at it. I'm not mad at it. I am so incredibly mad at it. And would I be mad at it if it was from someone that I liked? Probably not. But it's a combination. Of See, that's I also, not what you asked. What was wrong? You said, or you, that wasn't your rant. You said everything isn't for everyone. No. And Wabi Sabi is not for Danielle Bernstein. <laughs> Nor is it for this apartment. That's the whole thing. Like, I'm just like the I putting all of this time, energy and work into this when like if you like look at the corners of like things like it's not like very well done. Like it's just like I'm sure that some of the furniture is nice, but like the painting, a lot of it is not well done and i'm just also picturing the can lights like all of the fucking fluorescent apartment lights 
in all of this that like sometimes like you can be a Soho girl, be a Soho girl, be your consumerism, wearing those big cross necklaces, like fast fashion kind of a thing. But to like do this as like the, oh, this, the whole ethos of like, I love this whole thing. I just, I can't stand it. And I can't stand the fact that we got two different fucking write-ups about this. Because to me, I'm like, this is just another thing of her cherry picking things that she likes from other cultures and from other people and doing them in a way that she then takes onus of herself. Because even her designer, I'm like, girl, are you not mad? Because she's basically saying like she did all, like she was the brains behind all of this. And I was like, "Mm, what? But the real kicker that really like gets under my skin for all of this is based on how she talks about it and how I know things go. Uh, she talks about how her she works from home in an office. And so this is an investment. And so I she's writing it off for taxes, I know. No, I think she's writing off like the labor. I think she's writing off like yeah, all of everything. Yeah. Because she then does these write-ups, these does these things so it shows everything. So it's not just her office. I was gonna say it's in this, like it's all a write-off. So it just makes me I write. So now we're gonna take a break and when we get back, we'll get into but are you wrong? <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books, so... We're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book a lot of it can feel like really daunting so to have like a service where it's like you're gonna get like high quality hardcover books which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices but also curated so it's like amazing cool wonderful great this is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Now it's time for But Are You Wrong? And that's when y'all write into butamirongpod at gmail.com to submit your dilemmas that you're going through in your life. Keep it to 300 words or less. You can also send it to us in a DM on Instagram. So you've got choices. All right, here we go. First off, but am I wrong for being pissed every time my in-laws visit? I'm 25, married to my husband of two years, and we have a one-year-old plus our second baby due in April. Yes, two under two. Yes, we are crazy, lol. His dad and his wife are retired and live 2.5 hours away. I'm guessing you meant like his dad's wife. Mm. Every time they want to visit, they A, do in very short notice, or B, want to get here at 8 a.m. Both of these just piss me off so bad. I've rejected them visiting multiple times because of how early they want to come or it'll be in the middle of the week. My husband agrees they're ridiculous, but thinks it's rude of me for shutting them down so often. I offer days and times that work better, like weekends and not so damn early in the morning, but they insist on their way or the highway. Like, babes, you're retired. Why do you want to wake up at 5 a.m. and drive here so early? And as a mom, it just triggers me having guests during the week so early in the a.m. when we are trying to get everyone ready. We also basically have a zoo, two dogs and three cats. Am I wrong for being pissed that they are coming tomorrow, a Thursday at 8 a.m. just because despite me offering other times and dates? I will add my husband is a people pleaser and I am not. So I know that plays a part. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. You weren't. You aren't wrong. Like people should not be coming to your house at any old time willy nilly during the day, week, or, you know, if you haven't just like outright invited them. But I understand like it should be a question like, hey, can we come? Blah, blah, blah. Not we're going to be there at 8 a.m. As far as them being retired, I know a lot of retired folks do rise very early just because they don't have anything else to do. Or that, you know, their hobbies start very early. So mm-hmm. I know my uh, grandparents, when we were, would go stay with them in the summer, um, my dad's parents, they'd be up like four o'clock in the morning. That's but they would time. also go to bed at like seven. Okay, fair. <laughs> so this is just rude. It's just disrespectful. I, I truly don't. Well, I can't understand because some parents just treat their children like they're still actually children and not adults that have children and they expect their children to do whatever they say because we're the we're the parents no that's not how things work we have our own thing going on around here also you being pregnant too yeah you need your sleep this upsets me this upsets me too and the fact that it's like still going still going on because he's not squashing it from the root of it he's making it being like your reaction to this like well let's not be rude that's that that's a problem as opposed to being like hey by the way this is rude parents what you're doing stop this habit so then she doesn't have to say no because he's not stopping the root cause of this yeah my question is do you guys work because like 8 a.m on a thursday 
like, do both of you work from home? Does one of you work and one of you work from home? Because if you either work from home or you do not work out of the house and he does, what are they going to do at 8 a.m. on a Thursday? Is he entertaining them? Like, is he entertaining them on a work day? Is my question. They're going to have breakfast. They're going to turn on the TV. They're going to watch the Today Show or Good Morning America. And then they're going to watch The Price is Right. And then the soap operas. And then they're going to pet the dog and then have lunch. And then they're going to leave. And who's, ho- that's why I'm like, who's, is he taking time off of work on this like Thursday? Are you taking time? Like, what is this? Like, I, because to me, I'm like, this is so inconvenient for both of you. Why is he not realizing that this is also inconvenient for him. Is it because he does not actually inconvenience himself in this aspect of it? Like, to me, saying like, oh, no, this doesn't work is so much less stressful than being like, re- like rearranging my workday and having to take half of a day off to do all of this stuff. I'm like, so to me, I'm like, that's not as stressful. Like, so what is he doing when they come? Like, what is he, how, like, what is he doing that is like, it is better to do it than to tell them not to come at, and have come them at a different time. He needs to put his foot down. This is his problem. Like, it's all y'all's problem, but it's his problem to solve. Yeah, I think it's rude to invite yourself. I don't think it's rude for, like, friends to necessarily invite themselves over in a sense of, like, oh, my God, can I come over? Like, let's do, like, something yeah. fun. But it's still asking a question. Can I yes. come over? But I think it is different when it is parents or in-laws or anything like that because... The standard of quality we have for the cleanliness of our homes uh, is different when our close friends are coming over mm-hmm. and the hosting expe- ec- the hosting expectations are wildly different. And when it's not even your own family, like if the house is messy, does like do his parents think that looks poorly on him or you? If this yeah. is this, what who does that reflect mm-hmm. on? And so there are sometimes where like people that like, can be so chill and casual with their own families, but like that doesn't even extend to people once you get married necessarily. Like you can't yeah. just be like, oh, it's just, it's fine. It's chill. It's whatever. Once he puts his foot down, it's not going to happen over and over and over again. And then the burden is on him, not you to say no. Yeah. I would be so, so annoyed. Like I even made sure on Christmas, I was like, People are not I'm like, I do not have guests over before 11 a.m. Like I just yeah. don't. You can come over at a, like 11 like if it's 9 a.m. and it, there are times where like and like Mats and I don't even communicate with this anymore but like I'm like I need my morning routine like I get I'll be so stressed and so anxious all day and like it's not even good for my heart like I have to pace myself in the morning and there are times when like if his parents were like coming like they got there earlier he would just text me and say we're going I'm gonna take them out to coffee and like just mm-hmm. automatically being like Megan needs her morning time I know that like whether I think that we can just handle this, I know that that's not good for her. So therefore, it's not good for us. Right. Like. Stressing out a pregnant woman. Number one. No, no. Nope. All right. uh, You're next. So this one has mentions of homophobia and toxic masculinity, and they note will be replacing the F slur with the word phalange. And I want you to know, as I was reading this, I'm like, what fucking word is that? Not what they replaced it with. I knew that. But I was like, is that how you spell phalange? I had no idea. PH, who would have guessed? So I, a queer non-binary human, went to a friend's a friendsmas party. Sometime later on the top sometime later on, the topic of nails came up. My friends and I were showing off our nails, and one of my friends said, 
I always bring my boyfriend with me, but when I ask if he wants to get a pedicure, he always screams, that's gay. <laughs> Which, the, in the year 2023, yelling that's gay, I'm like, she did, unfortunately, I think she might be dating a middle schooler from 2000. So, that's my commentary. Then we hear one of the guys screaming from the kitchen, yeah, it is gay. Like, I'm a man. I need to look like one. And all the men laughed and agreed. First, why even say that when a literal queer person is in the same place as you? So I got up, I went to the kitchen and screamed out loud, yeah, it's gay. Like, you got to be a real phalange to get your nails done. All the men shut up and shocked when I said that and also scared. One of them said, yo, you can't be saying that. It's offensive. Are you fucking kidding me? A straight man telling me I can't say phalange. And I reminded him saying, but didn't you just say that getting your fucking nails done is gay? Ain't that what I fucking heard in the other room? Are you a straight man telling me an actual phalange that I can't say the word that you straight bitches have been calling me in my community? Fucking make it make sense. Now all the men that were in the party are afraid of me, as they should. And the girl said what I did was amazing, but I should be less scary. I don't think I'm wrong for scaring men. P.S. I've never heard them say anything homophobic until that night. P.P.S. Some of the men are single now. That final P.P.S. was my next question. Yeah. So I feel like you did your job. There's nothing wrong about anything in this situation. You called out toxic masculinity. You called out homophobia. And some of the other people dumped their partners. You did a great job. No notes. No notes. Absolutely no notes. I would hope that any man who laughed or just participated and didn't say anything, and clearly no one else said anything to be like, hey, let's... No, no, no. They should all be single. Like, that to me is like, I can't even wrap my head around because to me i'm like that's not a, that's not that's not a first time thing and also i would no. i would ask you like you re like that friend that friend you had that said oh my, he always brings up like but it's gay i'd be like i'm sorry is this your not so subtle way of telling me that your boyfriend's homophobic and i'm just hearing about it for the first time and we're just talking about it in like funny he conversation also this is like washing your ass is gay and it's like, you know what's not gay? Like dirty, scraggly fingernails and poop covered buttholes. Like that's straight. Mm. Stop. Anyway. Nasty. You're not wrong. Fuck these people. You're not wrong. Be more scary. Make it so all of those people are single now. Yes. That's that I need you next time, take it up a notch. And I need those man, I need I need piss soaked pants. I need them to be yeah. you cowering. In their Sperry's. Because they're not wearing boots. They're in Sperry's. They might be wearing well, Maybe they're wearing socks. Because maybe like not wearing socks is... Or are socks gay? Or are socks not gay? Hmm. Also the selective outrage. Yeah. Good job. Great job. All right. Uh, we're going to take another break. And when we get back, we'll be on to our next segment called But Are They? <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Our final segment is But Are They Wrong? Where we nominate the worst of the week. Also worst of the last couple of weeks because we had to postpone. And it can be pop culture, current events, Anything that we think needs to be collectively shamed on this platform. It is our duty, our civil duty as citizens of America Ferreira. So I'm going to nominate. This is still, uh, you know, very patriotic where I'm going with this. God bless America Ferreira. Um, Abrazo Homes. So it is a design firm and people were perusing Zillow 
seeing the homes that they posted and they were like looking in Albuquerque where these homes are listed. And they came upon some interesting names for these homes. First, I'd like to bring up um, an Adobe style ranch house that was called Harriet Tubman. And this is an exact quote on the description of this home. <clears throat> I'm not ready. Hold on. I'm like, I'm actually like so. <laughs> this is so crazy. Okay. Okay. Just like Harriet no. Tubman, the icon of American courage and freedom. This home stands out amongst the crowd. The ready-to-build Harriet floor plan with its distinct elevation features, an entertainer's kitchen with a bar top between the kitchen and the great room, the owner's suite, let me repeat that, the owner's suite features a spacious walk-in closet and the optional vaulted ceilings in the great room can make it live larger than it is. Discover why this plan was the winner of the Buyer's Choice Awards in the Parade of Homes. And in case you, you, you're you not American and don't know who Harriet Tubman was, she was a woman that was enslaved and escaped and then helped others to freedom, as well as she was a spy in the Civil War, which nobody really talks about that much. And I think we still should. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't just stop there. Then we've got the Anne. No. In her diary, <laughs> Anne Frank discussed her view of the seasonal changing trees. In honor of her, we have designed our Anne plan to maximize the view we feel would be suitable for Anne herself. This is worse than when Justin Bieber said, I think Anne Frank would have been a believer. Like, which also he was a child. But oh, my God, this is a firm. This is not just one person. No, this is Listen, a firm. They've also got... The Jane Austen. One of these things is not like the other. The Frida Kahlo. Okay. The Selena, as in the singer Selena. The Thatcher, as in the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher. Let me let me read that one. I need you also to read Selena's. Strong and powerful in likeness to the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher. Our Thatcher floor plan is a luxury sport utility home. Our ready-to-build Thatcher is an upscale two-story with the owner's suite on the first floor. All your daily living on a single level, tons of space and flexibility. This plan has an oversized loft and flexible bedroom slash study space downstairs and volume, and volume ceilings in living room. Finally, if you're looking for a party deck to enjoy outdoors, this is your home. Question, what is a sports utility home? I thought that was a vehicle. Me too. Anne Frank and Harriet Tubman are not like the others here. So no. like, here's the thing. If you want to sell me like a Marie Curie home plan, I'm thinking it comes with orangutans. I'm thinking it comes with animals. You want to sell me an Amelia Earhart home? I'm thinking it comes with flying lessons. I'm thinking my bed. This is like room. Like this comes with what's that? What's that show called? Where he the, he has the, the the car and he drives it away and it's like look at your new house and it's always like they can't afford the taxes. Oh, uh, move that yeah. bus. Uh, extreme makeover. Home makeover. Extreme Ex home yeah. makeover. Extreme home makeover. If <laughs> Which was a spinoff from. If we really want to get into something dig to dig deep into, remember when they it used to just be extreme makeover and they would uh do extensive plastic surgery on people. No, I had no idea. And then it and then it and then it was and like America's Next Top Those model. were both on. And then they were like, "Okay, now let's make it extreme home makeover. Same franchise but with houses." 
not people's Holy faces. Fuck. That's crazy. But like to me, I'm thinking if like you've a like a special interest historical figure, a themed bedroom for a child who loves that. Totally. But do you know what's mass marketable? What? They said her story. Are there any men? Is it just her story? No. It's wow. just her story. I love feminism. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait. I'm actually like so like the Anne Frank and Harriet Tubman of it all is like those things are not like the other. No, no. I've ne- I never heard this did not even cross my desk. Like known for her mainstream Tejano music, Selena was small but powerful. Our Selena floor plan portrays her in just that way. What? Small? This is a small home. Let's name it the Selena. Offensive. Offensive. Small, but Why powerful. do you call the Danny DeVito home? Small, but powerful. <laughs> like, call it the Monsters, Inc. Mike and Scully. You get the big floor plan and get the little round green one with one eye. Like, what the fuck? I, I think they really thought that they were, no, they like, did. being feminist they with this. Being they were like, yeah, we really did something. And as a white woman, yes. I can smell my people all over that. Might be some white men, but there's definitely a white woman there. Good god i'm they've changed thankfully they've after this was brought to everyone's attention that saw it they immediately changed it but you know there's the way back machine where i can see what it originally said and also like the amount of time and like that they did for this because my question is what came first the homes or the concept in the names like did you say okay let's build a or it's like a small home and then someone's going hmm this makes you think of selena Okay, uh, this home is a sports utility vehicle. This makes me think of Margaret Thatcher. Like, what? Like, are you sure you weren't thinking of like the like Mr. Ford, like Honda CRV or something? Like, wow. Yeah. So they the names of the homes are still the same, but the copy is different now. Oh my god. Get to know our peeps. And it, it's just their first names now. They don't have their they, full names. On they need to take them off. They're, they're, that's still association. I know. I know. I'm going to click meet the team. I need to meet this fucking team. They said meet the team. Our peeps. Meet our founder, Brian and Mackenzie. Am I shocked? No. This is a bald no. man who is doing a Superman pose. The owners are two white men. I thought Mackenzie was a woman. No, that's also a man. Mm-mm. And then we have mm-hmm. some people on sales. Oh, poor Warren. So far. We've got Warren, Warren, Daniel, and maybe on there are only a few people who are not white who had to who had to show up to work one day and go, I'm sorry, what are we doing? Let me read uh Brian, the owner co-founder's bio. Brian is the right brain partner of a Bryzo home. His tall stature and smooth jump shot make. No, Melissa, <laughs> I was about to tell you, they all have two photos and one of them is like a sports or special interest photo. And so there's all these fully grown adults in like sports gear on a seamless background. Someone's pretending to ski. They have fakes. They have skis. Like this shit is crazy. Brian, Brian has his foot on top of a tire making and he has on a um, cowboy hat and sunglasses making a muscle holding a tire tire iron his tall stature and smooth jump shot make him hard to defend on the basketball court he is also clutch from the charity strike just asking 
Although he is only the second fastest driver at Abrazo Homes, he is by far the fastest on a pair of skis. If you're not first, you're last. Oh, and he knows a thing or two about building homes. Who wrote their copy? Who was the copy person? I want you to... Probably Brian. So Edwina, the staff accountant, everybody has all their sports. Edwina has a feather boa and her bio is... Taos born, Taos born, family of 10 raised. This dancing diva has red chili running through her veins. Hand her a mic on a Brazo karaoke night and she'll hit you with her best shot. She's not the analyst this team wants, but she's the analyst this team needs. So they don't <laughs> want her there? Who, and you know who might be writing all of this? I, you know, I, 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 I hate to put the blame at the very person at the very, very bottom of this list who happens to be a woman, but it's just because of her job description. Marketing. She is the chaos coordinator. That is her sub. That is. That's not even her bio. It just says marketing. They have a chief storyteller that the man gets to be a chief storyteller. The woman is a chaos coordinator. Jesus Christ. And there's someone who literally brought like is power lifting in this fucking photo. Oh, my God. Someone's bungee. Someone's zip lining. Someone else is on like a little hoverboard. Someone's a DJ. Well, Kevin just showed up in the clothes that he was going to wear anyway. Like, it's the same clothes in his first picture, and he's just holding a football. So Kevin wasn't for this. Yeah, no. I don't think they let Daniel bring a gun because he's just hope- pretending like he's... <laughs> pretending like he's he shooting a camera. He wanted to bring his gun. And I he, see. I don't think they let him bring his gun. I'm unwell. hmm They seem to be doing a lot of things on their website. And maybe not so many houses that have been built. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. You're welcome. So I would like to nominate a a Colorado. Sorry, that was hard for me to say. A Colorado pastor named Eli Rigaldo and his wife. But his wife is not named in this article, which I say, good for you, girl. (laughs) Uh, He has been accused of pocketing $1.3 million in crypto scheme, saying the Lord told us to. So he's a pastor for an online church. And he made a video statement after he'd been accused saying that the Lord had told him to do it. And they marketed their crypt- their own cryptocurrency, INDX coin, to Christian communities in Denver, saying that God told him people would become wealthy if they invested. This said the Colorado Division of Securities, which, okay. So they raised nearly $3.2 million, and $1.3 million of that went directly to their- themselves and was used for their own personal benefit. They couldn't be reached for comment, but in the video statement, Eli said the charges that they pocketed $1.3 million are true. <laughs> I don't know if he has a lawyer or if the Lord is representing him in this case. So out of the $1.3 million, half a million dollars went to the IRS. A few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel the Lord told us to do. I am wondering which floor plan do you think they went with? I'm not thinking the Selena. I don't think it was a small home. No, I think they went for the Coco. <laughs> Because it's the biggest one. So the couple also allegedly spent their investors' funds on a Range Rover, luxury handbags, jewelry, and au pair, which you know is underpaid, boat rentals, and snowmobile Mm -hmm. adventures, according to the complaint. They were charged with violating the anti-fraud provisions under the Colorado Securities Act, and they filed civil fraud charges after people, like, went to, like, the the state being like, hey, we invested and lost a bunch of money on this, and, like, I don't think it's totally kosher. It's kind of a little sus. So... They said that he had like promised it like of wealth and he sold them all this like worthless cryptocurrency. And he 
claimed that it was low risk. He, pro- he promoted it as low risk, high profit inve- investment. And it was just like he completely misrepresented what the actual thing was. The cryptocurrency is only available in like a certain like wealth exchange thing. And so they can't shut it down. So it can't even be like sold anywhere. Like it was just a, like, a, I don't know what they call like the circular business thing where it, like it all ends up being back to your pocket. Mm-hmm. We took God at his word. And sold a crypto. First of all, I'm like blaming God. Like, damn. We took Bold. we took God at His word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. He said in his video on Friday, "What we're believe what we're believing for still is that God is going to do a miracle. God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector." In the comments of the video, dozens of people continue to reassure him, saying, "God will turn the situation around." He also served a prison sentence before for boosting cars, but then He's he became a pastor, an online pastor. a YouTube pastor profiting and preaching online or only victorious grace church where he and his wife are listed as the only two employees he has no cryptocurrency or exchange background um and he said divine inspiration called him to launch index coin and kingdom wealth exchange so he launched both the cryptocurrency and the place to cash in the cryptocurrency it was last october 2021 that the lord brought this cryptocurrency to me he said take this to my people for a wealth transfer i'm like god said wealth transfer like Gun to your head. God said wealth transfer. He advertised it through presentations at his church and through other pastors, which is a part of the legal campaign. I mean, legal complaint. In the videos, he quotes Bible verses telling investors to expect a miracle and just wait for God's plan to unfold. He also told investors they would tithe and sow in causes helping widows and orphans, but the funds went to their own pockets. Specifically went to the Christian community and everyone is... I mean, some of these people are very upset. Uh, but he and his wife and their three companies are charged with securities fraud, unlicensed broker-dealer activity, selling unregistered securities, and the imposition of constructive trust. And I am just obsessed with a man who cannot admit he was wrong and has to blame God. Like, a man of God blaming God. Like, I can blame God because, like, I, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a God girl. He's not a man of God. I, pr- I promise you this is what happened. He went to jail and told them, that he found God yeah. so he could get out early. So then he's like, okay, I can see that this is how I can continue to scam people. Getting a building, too much investment, even though you can completely write it off on your yeah. taxes because it's a ch- church. So um, he's like, let me do this online. Crypto is a thing, which crypto is a scam in itself. Like smart, but not smart enough. He got like real close like there's a point where you have to just dip out and you get too greedy, mm-hmm. like got too greedy. If you would have just stopped, dipped out, stay, stay low key, not like hiring an au pair and doing all these other things, you would have been fine. But You get too greedy and you get consumed with power. I'm waiting for him to start his own cult because I'm like, that's the next step. It's like, actually, I'm God. Essentially, that's what he did, though, because... What is this church? What denomination is Christian? It? He's not, not a Christian. That's not a denomination. That is no. Oh, like Presbyterian. And then there's oh. yes, that's a denomination under Christianity. Hmm. No, he should. He's not. Definitely not Catholic because no one would buy this. There's not enough guilt here. No, I feel like he probably didn't. He did non-denominational because yeah, they that only reference the most people in. Yeah, so that just brings as many people in as possible so my thing is that like i agree he's not this is not a man of god oh my god this is so funny the website i just got a warning your connection is not private attackers might be trying to steal your information from this website 
<laughs> um, yes. That, they have a, a Facebook page. That like anyone who um, who is commenting like, it's all going to be fine. I'm like, are these real? Th- these are also real people who are also thinking that yeah. they're Christian. I mean, which they very mel- well might be and they don't understand what happened because they got scammed. That's the thing is like you can easily prey upon people that are looking for something. These people were looking for a church home. Yeah, but you can also do this legally. Like you want to talk about like mega churches and how much money they pocket, like a Hillsong and like private plans. Yes. Like you can do all of this, not pay taxes and do but it that by takes the book. A minute. Yeah. But that takes a minute. They wanted the money fast. And the craziest part to me is that this is in Colorado. I need to ask Mots about it. I'm like, what area of Colorado is this man in? And also his last prison sentence before this was for boosting cars. And I just have to say, not to rank scams against each other, that is so much cooler. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but but also, but think with boosting cars, you're not going to get the power of controlling other people. When you have a church and you're the pastor, yeah. like all these people are following you. Like they see you as the head that's getting you to God. That's like very that you're scary. the one that's guiding them. Yes. Oh, and that's what, why that's the uh, a taste of that the youth pastor thing. Of youth pastors are notoriously pretty predatory, and it's the that viewing it in that sense. But it's, but it's mm-hmm. closer to you because they're a little bit younger and all that. Ugh. Yep. Boosting cars doesn't give you the power. No, but it's a lot fucking cooler. It is cooler. All of his photos look like he's in AI backgrounds. Love this. People doing crazy things. America and in America Ferrer is America they should all be ashamed disrespectful actually so we hope you all enjoyed this episode if you did you can leave us a review you can stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of Fisting Friday where we read the results of last week's episode she's nodding you can watch on Patreon to see well it's not last week's episode it's the last new episode new episode that wasn't this one you can watch the video on patreon you can also join our patreon to play monopoly go with us and live stream with us and hang out and become friends and become friends with other people who aren't us and that's it that's it we'll circle back is that what we say at this one yeah we'll circle back but am i wrong is a production by me megan rinks and me melissa demonts plus diamond imprint productions post-production by coco lorenz and production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.